This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette won the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. My anger on a pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I am. Mankind did it! Chappy Chappy! Beep beep! Goldberg steered Russo out of the cage! I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Thursday, June 8th, 2023. I am Vince Russo. This is Jeff Lane, and this is the great legendary Al Snow. This is... Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Head. I did good. I did good. I did good. You did good, bro. You you laid out. You laid out like they say in the business. Jeff was sitting there looking. I could tell he was anticipating. He was waiting. He was going to see if I was going to do something. (laughs) I was good. I was behaved. Now, Al, we have a new camera angle once again this week, Al. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to do this. And it, it's not working out very well, obviously. So that could be partly the subject. Look, at he's trying to show off his abs now, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> look, 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 like, like I'm an idiot. Like, I don't know what he's trying to do. Look, look, look. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't figure it out. Yeah. All right. Exactly. All right, that's good. Al, that's good. Uh, that's good. Stop fidgeting. You're good. No, no, that's the groin. That's the groin area, Al. That's the groin region. I'm going to the groin. I'm going. Hold on. Here. I move back here. See, there we go. Uh, Is that all right, Jeff? <laughs> that's, not that's not good. No, that's not good. All right, we're going to work on this. Hold on, man. Look, look. The, all, all the stuff you're supposed to do before the show. Look. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. we go. That's it. There we that's go. it. That's Don't good. move. Don't move. Got just a certain number of envelopes back here that are propping the phone up. So. Yes. All right. Uh, Al, how you doing today? Good? Everything good, Al? Great. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Like I got two days away. I went to a cottage on the lake up in nice. Michigan. It was beautiful up there. Yeah, nobody. When, was you, when you say lake, was the lake brown? Uh, I I don't know what color it was. I mean, I didn't. You know, it was the color of water. Okay, I you know like because I know there's in Ohio and Louisville there's a lot of brown rivers yeah, and stuff. Right. Yeah, that's the Ohio River. That's that's got its own distinct color. Yeah. It's also wow, got so, you, of so you make Al Snow money that you got a little cottage on the water? What, woo, what about what, Al Snow money, bro? Yeah, my best friend Dave Hero's family's cottage. So, All right, Dave. Yeah, I know. Dave's a very good guy, bro. Very yeah, good. And his Pretty son's fun. a wrestler too, right? Yeah, yeah, Cal Hero is as well. Yeah, That's awesome. All right. Listen, we're, we're opening up with your favorite, man. We got, we got a clip to open the show. Holy crap. Oh, oh yeah, this one, Al. Did you uh, not see this one? I saw this one. I think I sent it to you guys. Yeah, this one is, bro. This, this yeah. one is. This, I mean, literally, this guy's lucky he's not paralyzed. Go ahead, Jeff. You got dead. Yeah, well, this was also sent in by Mike H. And yeah. uh, this is from Noah. I, I slowed it down also after this because I think it looks more devastating. Uh, it looks like he lands on his butt. But yeah. this, I mean, this looks extremely dangerous. <laughs> 
So here's the the slowdown. See how he doesn't look. He lands in the center of his back on the edge of the ring apron. There. Yeah, bro, that's not butt, Jeff. I, I, no, yeah, that, I mean, oh god, like he could have he could have shattered his spine. Could have at the very least could have broken or cracked ribs. Uh, he could have fractured, uh, you know, his his vertebra. He could have he could have broke his back. He could have been a, he could have been a quadriplegic from this. I mean, it. it Again, uh, you know this. Where does it end? When do these these young talent, these young athletes, where do they stop with the risk versus reward type of thing? And I, I promise you, I, I I've never seen this match, but I almost can guarantee that after taking something like that, that the match then continued, and the guy that took the bump got some kind of offense. I promise you that that was the case. So why is that important now? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because if you're going to take that kind of a risk, you've just negated any and all type of consequence to it. If you just got back up and now you got some offense over it, because now what's it going to take to beat this guy? I mean, you, you practically almost crippled him. And then in the context of a wrestling match, and you still couldn't beat him. You you know, they he probably took the guy in the ring, covered him, and the guy kicked out and then probably had more offense. It's well, just- Al, I got to ask you a question. What what was supposed to happen here? What Was that what was supposed to happen? Yeah, yeah uh, probably what's supposed to, if you take it, like he, pro- he was trying to lay the guy out flat on the ring apron itself. Yeah, that's what I thought, right? Yeah. Yeah. But because of the the angle that they're coming off, that both their bodies torqued and all, and the guy's legs fell off the edge and thus bent him backwards in half on the ring apron, and you know it just it, again risk and reward. I mean, you know that in 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 within the context of the story of a match, I'm sure it was literally made to mean nothing. So then, why even bother doing it? I mean, Al, do do you think do you think during the day they're rehearsing this match? Do you think they're actually doing it during no, the day? They're not doing. They're rehearsing it. They're talking about it. They're walking through it, but they're not actually taking the the actual bump, and they don't understand the mechanics of when they call things like this as to what inevitably is going to happen. Because if 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 you go back, Jeff, real quick, like you were asking why he landed the way he did. Well, here's why. If you watch it, um, if you slow down, stop right there. The only thing you move on a human being are the hips. That's it. You don't move arms, shoulders, chest, legs. The only thing you move are the hips. So by the the guy that was giving the move, literally putting the hips out like that, they overextended past the ring apron. They're, you know, because that's what you're concerned about is that the hips land on the ring apron. Now, they, you know, then everything else will. Um, but they went past. So inevitably, he's going to he's going to bend in half like a stick. And um, it's it, it just again, it, it's nonsense. It's, you know, that kid that took that bump, he may not have uh, suffered a direct injury that night, but I guarantee he's going to pay a price for it years from now. It's going to affect his uh, life, and it's going to affect uh, it's going to affect his uh, his ability to enjoy life. I yeah. promise. 
You know, the, Al, that, that, that's the one thing that I always notice, man. I, I notice this a lot. And that's why I know, man, this is a recipe for disaster and, you know, literally injury. And, and you never saw this in the past. So many times, bro, I'm watching these matches and, and I'm watching these guys and they're doing this stuff yeah. and they literally have no control of their body. They, uh-huh. they, they don't know where it's going to go, how it's going to land. I see that so much over and over again today. Yeah. Well, they, they, they're not taught, you know, when they're, when they're taught, they're taught the wrong way. They're taught how to land and to, you know, the first thing you do is you, when you take a, a new trade in is you teach them to how to take a bump and, um, they're taught how to land. What I do is I try to teach them how to control their body so they land the same way consistently. That's a big difference. Yeah. I'm trying to teach spatial control. The other big problem is, is that it used to be the rule that no one bumped you in the ring. You know, you took the bump for the other person. That way you were more in control. Um, no matter what the bump was that was given to you, you took that bump mm-hmm. for them. Um, and nowadays, it, the 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 uh, performers actually try to bump the other performer. They try to, like that guy gave his opponent that bump onto the ring apron. The guy didn't take it for him because he, had, he literally was at the mercy of the other guy. Um, and, you know, that's like, uh, you know, in, in OVW, I don't, I, you know, I've talked about this in the past. I don't um, prohibit anything. The only things I prohibit, and I don't even prohibit them as long as you can come to me and explain to me how an audience member understands and knows that the things you're doing have more impact and more likelihood of injury, then I'll, I'll let you do it. And that's that stupid buckle bomb, um, you know, because people don't realize that there's a steel that's steel cable meeting in the corner. And then there's usually a, or a pig ring cast iron ring, uh, or even the actual rope to real ropes the same way. When it gets in that corner, the, the stiffness, the, the unforgiving part of that is insane. And then you've got a steel turnbuckle. That's why it's called a turnbuckle. It's a, literally a turnbuckle that attaches to the ring post, to the rope or the cable or the rope that does not give, it doesn't bend. It doesn't flex. It doesn't give. And there's a very small surface area. So when you're throwing somebody backwards, they're completely at your mercy. There's no way that you can take the bump for your opponent, for your performer, your fellow performer. You've got to literally rely on them pitching you flat and square so that you don't hit any too high or too low and then suffer an injury. Well, why are you doing it in the first place? Nobody yeah. in the audience knows what that feels like. The yeah. same goes with the ring apron, and we've talked about this before. <laughs> it's the most dangerous spot in the ring. It has no give. It has no flex, and it's and it's at a 90-degree angle. There's a piece of steel there that's at a 90-degree angle. And like that kid right there we just watched, you know, he took that, and in the upper part of his back, he could have easily, it, his back could have easily been broken the way he landed. If it wasn't broken again, and he, he wasn't, you know, he was hurt, I'm sure, but he, was he injured to where he couldn't wrestle, couldn't function? Maybe not. But I guarantee that 10 to 15 years from now, that 
that, along with other stuff that kid's doing, is going to affect the quality of his life. He's going to regret it, you know? Yeah. All right, Jeff, we got another one? We got another one. This next one was sent in by Bobo. He thought he remembered you saying, Al, that there needs to be more chainsaws in in wrestling. (laughs) Yeah, so he sent in uh, uh, this clip. Vince, if you want to add that back in. This is uh, an older clip of Joey Ryan and Pat Buck. took a chainsaw to the penis and then no sold it yeah he was he was he was like a what was he jeff yeah, dynamite yeah. penis or something yeah, at the yeah, time. A super, yeah a super penis he was super able to penis. With his penis. now look i'm not gonna you know and I, I, when joey was doing that stuff I, I was i was i didn't defend it but i didn't knock it it's not like I could, you know, I, I made people believe I could knock somebody out with a plastic head. So I can't really, you know, I can't be a hypocrite like a lot of people are where they critique or criticize things that they see when they did just as ridiculous stuff or were a part of just as ridiculous stuff on their own. You know what I mean? It, it's it's very hypocritical to do that. So I can't I can't condemn him, but I do got to admit that it's taking it a little bit far when you're putting a, a grinder against somebody's penis and sparks are flying and yeah, you can still throw him with his dick. So All right, what, you got another one, Jeff? You got two more. This one oh, sent in by Mark Canales. And this one makes me question whether I should keep taking these video clips or not. <laughs> I can't wait to see this one. Ow. What what week is that taught at the only uh, 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 certified oh, wrestling uh, academy? Yeah, what week? Uh, that's uh, that's high quality dick work right there. That's what that's, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, that's 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 a uh, that's in the advanced class. Uh, oh my god! Really got to go through a lot of levels to get to where you know how to really. Uh, that's advanced dildo work. So. <laughs> And I've, I don't think I've ever seen uh, a dildo quite that large. Yeah, I know, yeah, I've never. I did this clip. I've never seen. If I were to walk in and see my girl using that, I'd be like, "Well, I'm done." I mean, that's, <laughs> it'd be like throwing a hot dog down a hallway after that. So, uh, all right, Jeff, we got the last one. Think of how that match. What they're in their underwear or something, and the guy. Um, yeah, I I don't. I think they're just wearing like gym shorts or something. I don't know. He props him up, bends him over the ropes like he's going to shove this giant thing up his butt, right and then, then he beats him with beats him with the balls. Yeah, he beats him with the balls. I mean, the most sensitive part. He's clubbing him with the balls. Ouch. Uh, oh my god! All right, all right, last one, Jeff. That's what this was also sent in by Mark Canales. Let me point out, anal sex. Oh my god! Oh my football. If you go in too hard, somebody's going to get hurt. So, I what is this now, Jeff? Oh, for for God! What is what is that? A shower? No, the guy is wrapped in light tubes. And (laughs) no, no, it's not. No, it's that's a shower or something, man. Wait a minute! This guy's got light tubes, electrical taped around himself. Around himself, he is taped light tubes. 
and is now diving into a guy on the chair. This is masterclass, Al. That's yeah. that, that's masterclass. That's not yeah. just for anybody, Al. You're right. Yeah, not any idiot could do that. Oh my god! I've never ever play this again, Jeff. Uh, yeah, let it watch it through. I just want to drink this in. <laughs> You got a hey, bro. So, listen, all, all due respect, you got to give this guy an A for creativity. Like uh, I, I've never, Al, I've never seen nothing like this before. I've seen guys put a trash can over their head. And yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. You got to give this guy an A for creativity, bro. Oh my god. Now, what are the chances of the uh, what are the chances of one of those light bulbs uh, splintering off into his eye? What do you what, what do you think the chance and blinding the dude? What do you think the chances are? Opportunities. Like, what if one of those light bulbs, like the you know what happened to the whatever his name is? I think it was Joey Janela got the one in his arm and it cut an artery and yeah, you know, the other, oh my I think God. it was Joey Janela that was doing it with or. Somebody was doing it with uh, David Arquette and got it in his neck and almost and cut an artery. Yeah, open. yeah, 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 yeah. Not to mention, a screw liability, right? <sighs> Yolo, boys. You only live once, okay? Yolo, okay. Uh, what about the crowd? I mean, every time I see these people swinging these light tubes and the shrapnel just explodes. And they're doing it on the floor right beside the audience. I mean, what if one of the audience members gets cut or gets it in their eye or, you know what I mean, uh, you know, swallows, a, you know, what if the guy swallows a piece of this shit? I, it just, it's insane. I've talked about this before. Where does it end? I, when when do you get to a point where you've, you've done it all? Like, we've seen weed whackers. We've seen guys set their face on fire. I mean... Uh, now we've just seen a giant dildo being stuffed up another bag. <laughs> this <laughs> one, though, this one, I can't get over, man. I can't. Like, light tubes, you know, uh, you know, and it, it's <laughs> there's no longer the the endeavor of of believability anymore. There's no longer the the uh, you know the hope that when you walk to the ring, you can allow an audience to escape and believe in the illusion that you're actually out there competing to win and not lose. It's gone. It's now it's just who can do the biggest, most ridiculous bump or stunt, um, you know, and who, who could take household items into the ring and, Al, I gotta admit, I think I, I think I like this one a little bit. I think, <laughs> I think, I think Jeff played this through this. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of how is this guy even coming up with this? How is he coming up with that? Uh, and the, the one prior, you know, uh, for the first time in my life, I've actually instead of seeing a man beat off, I saw him get beat on. Get, so. get beat on. Oh my god, bro! Wow. Instead of beating his meat, the meat beat him. <laughs> Unbelievable! All right, Jeff, let's get to uh, let's get to the news. What do we guy, got? The, guy in the, uh, the two guys in the white uh, outfits with the uh, dildo was one of them's named Count Jacula. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, let's get to that, the news. Was that, was that masturbate theater? <laughs> <laughs> Enough of this silliness. What do we got, Jeff? Last week. I asked you guys, what what 
would you do with CM Punk's return? How would you book it on Collision? Well, <laughs> I guess that's why you guys have never won Booker of the Year, because Booker of the Year strikes again. What is the correct answer? You put him in a six-man match, because that's what they're doing. No way. Yes. No way. No yes. way. I don't yes. believe you. You're full of shit. No, no way. Tony Khan announced. He's working us out. <laughs> he's working us. This is a rib out. Where are you going to put a spotlight on something <laughs> and you're going to spread it as wide as you can so that it's as dim as possible? That's what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's brilliant. I mean, really. <laughs> the match <laughs> that he- you're always, you're kind of teasing, but you're always keeping it in your back pocket to save it for a rainy day, you know? Yeah, so Khan announced on Dynamite that the debut episode of Collision will feature CM Punk's return match, him and FTR versus Samoa Joe, Jay White, and Juice Robinson. That's how you bring CM Punk. Oh, my. Al, are you freaking? That's a rib, Jeff. Where'd you get that story from? (laughs) He, He made the announcement on Dynamite, as he always does, in front of the camera. Oh, my God. How does that uh, you know, I don't even know where we're, you know, where we start, but how does that sell CM Punk by surround, you know, surrounding him with, uh, with uh, and even opponent wise, like, hey, why didn't you put him, CM Punk in there with Samoa Joe and let him go over strong, you know, make a, you know, have, you know, and, and the week, the weeks prior, or at least that week, instead of him coming out and making an announcement. Have Joe come out and cut a promo. Joe can cut a hell of a promo. Let him cut a promo and challenge CM Punk. I know you're back in the game. I know you're back. You know, and, and the best way for me to get noticed is if I were to get in the ring with you and beat the shit out of you. Now, is Joe wrapped in light bulbs while he's cutting that promo? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I, you know, I hope that's a spot. In, Al, in you know the funny thing is? I swear to God, I think CM Punk has Tony Khan so over a barrel that there's prices like I, I think I think Punk gives him a price for a six man, a price for a tag. But, bro, if it's a singles match, yeah. oh, bro, we can't, the price thing is probably like five million. I, well, you might be right. I mean, I, I can't think of any other justifiable reason. I can't either. I, you know, here we go again. You know, we're. Oh, it, it, you know, we've all it's been the hubbub for a long time of who CM Punk this, CM Punk that. So. You've kind of, he's went away again, and you've kind of started to create a little bit of that mystique that he had when he went away the last time. And, that, of course, that mystique immediately went away when he came back. I mean, it just disappeared because once once people saw him, I mean, the numbers started dropping. And, I mean, that's not speculation. Am I not correct? I mean, that, that that's actually what place now, what i'm really what i'm really struggling with is listen man punk knows the first time the the, the original yeah. presentation sucked he knows that why is he approving that like he, he he's gotta know like is this the he, bro listen he can do whatever he wants to do i mean that's clear we're not talking about vince mcmahon here we're talking about tony khan punk right. can punk can go right to tony khan and say this is what we're doing. I can't understand how Punk isn't saying this is how you really want to bring me back in a six man. He should, because you know, for for Punk, I mean, you know, the, let's face it, this is going to be 
I have. I, I really think this is going to be his last run. Uh, you know, whether he wants it to be or not, I think it's going to be his last run because his value is, is slowly diminishing, at, you know, in AEW. The more they keep mishandling, he and they mishandle him, the more that mystique gets war- rubbed off and the more that mystique gets rubbed off, the more his value decreases, you know, you know, because his value, again, is in direct relationship to how many how many numbers he's going to generate. And that, that those numbers are going to start falling even more dramatically because he doesn't, in this scenario, Punk is not being made to look like not a star. Punk's not looking looking like a star at all. He's also not looking like the star. I mean, that'd be like Steve Austin, you know, Steve Austin went away and now we're going to have him return. And how we're going to have him return is he's, we're going to put him in a six man with, you know, Savio Vega and... You know, well, uh, wait a minute. No, Al, hold on. I, I think you, I think we're forgetting something here, bro. This is the premiere of a show, right? This, I, this is this is the first show, bro. Right. Yeah, and he's he's now being put, you know, it's not like you know, uh, when Steve Austin returned and, and all of us, you know, they had a heel that they had put heat on for several weeks. Uh, you know, and got the audience hot, got him hot, and it got people wanting to see something happen to him, you know, and then Punk walks, you know, and then Steve Austin's, the fucking glass would break, the music would hit, the place would come alive, Steve would walk right out, stun the guy, bing, and he'd start drinking beers, you know, why not, why are you not having MJF in the ring, talking shit, build heat, build heat, build heat, Punk's music hits, walks out, you know, they get into it a little bit. Punk bumps MJF. He rolls out, punks up, place explodes. Make him a star, you know. Al, I used to say this all the time, and I know you know this. You, you do the same thing, and this you never see this anymore. Al, listen, when, when I'm writing, and like you said, let's use Steve Austin, for example. He's out hurt, okay? Mm-hmm. JR is telling me when he's coming back. Right. Yeah. So I know if I got four weeks, six weeks, and what I'm doing during that time is setting the table. That's so when when here. Austin walks back in that building, he is guaranteed the biggest pop possible yep. because the table has been set for him for at least a month. Yep. And that and they've had all that lead time for this. They've had all that lead time to build somebody up to have punk come out and, and, and take out in one shot, you know, get him over strong, make an impression, get him up and get him running, get him hot. But they, they, you know, they wait and they decide, well, we're going to put him in a six man. Well, that's going to get over like a fart in church. Is it possible that they're going to bring punk out there uh, in a huge uh, fish tank filled with piranha. Maybe FTR carries him out that way. Maybe that's the entrance. I think. I think probably my suggestion would be bring him out. Just you know, in in the six man. But at some point, big six wave schmas. You know what I mean. And then uh, he bumps like Samoa Joe in the middle of the ring, and he goes underneath the ring. He comes out, and he's covered in light bulbs in yeah now we're talking light tubes that he is wrapped electrical <laughs> behind to the top rope and then splashes Samoa Joe with the uh, light tubes on him 
Bro, can you imagine OVW, bro? Can you imagine there's a, there's a big a big main event, and you know Al's letting these guys discuss the match throughout the show. So you know now he's now Al's got to go to these guys and get, and get the match and listen to what they got laid out. And the one dude's presented to Al. I'm wrapping myself in fluorescent. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Oh my god! All right, what's next, Jeff? Uh, or, do, you, or do you do you think do you pull th- a giant dildo out and beat oh the guy my God. Of it. Do you think uh, do you think Tony Khan is is misdirecting us? No, I don't. I don't. No. You know, I don't think. I honestly, and again, this is nothing against Tony or anybody else. I I don't think you know as much as Tony would like to believe because of his fandom that he's had for years that he has real knowledge about the, the, you know, the wrestling business, he doesn't. And, um, he would, that would, he would require that to misdirect us and swerve us. And he, he, he doesn't, he doesn't get it. He, he, this to him is again, it's like when he was a kid and he was playing with action figures. And so he thinks this is a cool match. He doesn't understand how the, you know, he's not looking at it as, Oh yeah, I really need to make Punk not look like a star. I need him to look like the star, especially because we're doing this entire show built around him. So I need him to be the star uh, as much as possible. So what is you know, and then start asking himself the questions of well, then how do I go about doing it? What who do I need to build? Who can I put heat on to really get Punk over right out of the gate? Well, he didn't do that. He just went, well, this will be a cool match. We'll put these guys in. You know, oh, that Juice Robinson's really good. He can do great stuff. It'll be an awesome match. Am I not, Jeff? I mean, you're yeah, kind of, I mean, that's the first thing I thought of. I guarantee that was the thought process. I got yeah, another he's theory. trying to put together the best match. Well, hold on. But, but, of, but, but yeah. I got another theory, Al. I got yeah. another theory because we know the wrestling business, and this happens all the time. And remember, bro, you know, the altercation was with, you know, executive vice presidents of the company. Al, could they be setting up Punk to fail? I Because Punk would, all he'd have to do is not agree to do this. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, the mindset from the top down in this company is, is ooh, this will be a cool match. This will be good. This will be a good match. Not, hey, this is the way that I can make myself a star. You know, the, the consideration is all about five-star matches. It really is. It's not about doing business. It's about doing cool stuff. That's what it's about. And, it, and that's, the wrong, that's the wrong approach. Uh, you know, we talked about, I think, you, you know, we had this conversation last week about the Ricky Steamboat and, uh, uh, you Savage. know, Savage and Hogan, and that's the mindset. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. That's the mindset, and that's why I've always tried to explain the difference. The, the, the difference between doing business and, oh, I just want to have a cool match is dramatic because, yeah. you know, uh, you know the, the mindset in AEW is all about having five-star matches. You know, Steve, I'm not taking anything away from Steamboat and Savage. Yeah, they had a five-star match. I thought I, it was my favorite match for a long time, and, you know, but, but, but hold on now. We got to go to the origins of that match. That match wasn't set up 
like AEW. That match wasn't set up to have a five star match. You had two over characters. That's yeah. not they they had a five star match, but that wasn't the premise of the match. I know I'm not talking about. No, that. I know. I just want you to make that clear yeah, to people. No, it was not. That was not the. That was not the end. You know the goal. The reason, yeah, the idea. The idea. Yeah. yeah. But that's the mindset that yeah. has been developed yeah. since. Yes. That yes. point in time, and yes. that within the wrestling business itself, the performers yes. themselves, and now it's gotten to where it's infected, and I legitimately mean infected. Yeah. The that of, of an entire company, a national company, that it's all about having that five-star match, the best match on the show, not about how can we do the best business and, you know, and draw the most money. Taking Punk out of that six-man and putting him in, like we discussed, in a scenario, whatever that scenario is that you come up with, again, the most simplest and direct and time-proven you know, proven over time. It's done. Everybody's done it. And that is you want to get him over as a baby face, put heat on that heel for a couple of weeks, get him hot so that then the baby face comes in and knocks him off and get him, get him right up with a win and get him rolling, you know, and get and having beat somebody that means something. Now you've put him in a six man in a match that one doesn't mean anything. And two, He's going to beat. He's going to beat somebody with the help of two other people, and that somebody is probably going to be Juice Robinson, and that ain't going to really, it ain't going to do anything for him. You know what I mean? So he beat Juice Robinson. Woohoo! Wow, big deal. You know, no, nothing. They, they've. What have they done to feature Juice Robinson now for weeks? You know, even if you had put him in this six-man ridiculous scenario, at least the guy he's going to beat. You know, let's say, and I, I'm almost 1,000% sure it's going to be Juice Robinson. You know, he's going to be the sacrificial lamb. At least before you put him in that match, put some heat on this kid. Let him get some wins. Make him mean something so that when Punk beats him, he meet, he beats something. Because at the end of the day, if you beat nothing, you are nothing. You're not. It's not going to elevate Punk. It's not going to do anything. Well, yeah, it'll give him a win and it'll be a great match. Great but that's not going to do any business. It's not going to make him draw money. It's not going to get him over, you know? Yeah. Uh, wow, Jeff. I, I, I swear, if somebody would have told me that, if he hadn't said that on TV and somebody would have said that, I would have said, I no, no way in a million years that is absolute bullshit. I would, I would believe it. Go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. I, would say, I think this also shows that he doesn't know how to actually build to something because – why is this match happening? Because Tony Khan went on TV and said so. Like, they're not even setting it up on the show, yeah. having interactions or something happening at the beginning of the show. Why is FTR teaming with CM Punk? I mean, I mean, there's questions that have no answers because they're just saying, here's well, the match. Here's why. Because on the internet, FTR with the guy, whatever his name is, his podcast, has been a big proponent of CM Punk's. He's gotten heat from a lot of the internet crowd for being such a supporter of CM Punk. Well, geez, Jeff, why don't you know that? <laughs> I mean, everybody knows that. I mean, look, like we, you know, that's the again the same mindset of, you know, when we go, let's go back to the first, their very first pay per view, and they had Leva Bates and well, I can't even remember the guy's name were interacting back in a vignette, and they were telling each other, shh. I was like, why are they keep shushing each other? And then somebody had to tell me they were both librarians. I'm like, 
what? I didn't know that. And I'm in the business yeah. and I didn't know it. So how would the average person, and they never explained it. They never told you what was going on. They didn't even in the vignette, they could have easily laid it out to where you understood that they were both librarians in some manner, visually and, you know, verbally, they could have told you that. No, didn't do it. They just, you know, well, of course, you know that they're librarians. Well, of course, Jeff, you know that FTR has been, uh, you know, big allies of CM Punk. Mm. All this whole drama, you know, so who wouldn't think that FTR would be his partners? I mean, come on. And, you know, God, they're so good. They're great. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a match. And that at the end of the day, that's all that fucking matters is that it's uh, going to be a heck of a match. I just don't even understand, Al. Here's what I don't understand. What is a heck of a match anymore? What what what, what are we going to see that we haven't seen before that this is a heck of a match? I agree. I agree. I agree. And to that point, and I, I probably shouldn't even bring up this name, but because uh, yesterday on the way home, you know, we were listening to different podcasts and, um, you know, it's this this Meltzer scale, okay, has become so God perverted, and you know, in the sense that it's been it's now so twisted out of you know what, okay, because Cornette was the one who brought this up, and he, it was a good point. Used to a four star match was considered literally like a classic, you know what I mean? Like a like it was a flare versus steamboat quality type match. Now you're getting, you know, there was a battle royal on this collision. It was a 21-man battle royal or something. And uh, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Orange Juice, uh, whatever. uh, Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy, right? Orange Cassidy won it. And they got like three and a quarter stars. So you're telling me that a four-star, what used to be like, you know, Savage Steamboat, Flair, Steamboat, you know, in that Wyndham flare in that range, right? Now only three, uh, three, uh, three quarters of a star less, and it's a battle royal that uh, you know this guy won. I, well, it, it, it's probably because of the hands in the pants. I yeah, mean, that, that's, that, that's great stuff. Yeah, that's probably where the stars came from. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, yeah, you're asking for it. Hold on, Al. It takes me a little while to get my yeah. that shit that he does. I mean, he, with the hands in the pants. Yeah. I mean, that is great <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Wow. That's what Even Meltzer's scale has yeah. become, you know, and we talked about this before, too. This, this guy is such a whore for AEW. If he's not on the payroll, he absolutely should be, uh, without a question or a doubt, because he skewed his own scale so severely that you can't even take – and this is the one single aspiration of everyone in this company, including the owner, is to somehow get a five-star on that scale. Well, the, the scale doesn't mean anything anymore because it's become so ridiculously skewed. You know, it used to be a big pat on the back that he would say that you had a three or a four or a five star match. Now, you know, uh, you know what Cassidy's getting, you know, a three and a quarter star match for a, a battle royal that 
according to Cornette, like even the commentators had to openly admit they didn't even know what the rules were. <laughs> Terrible. And, tell, and apparently that you could tell that the talent didn't know the rules. They didn't even know what the gimmick of the match was that they were selling. So how is that a three and a quarter star match? You know what I mean? It, you're now it, it's even worse because now all of you, and I'm, I'm, I'm appealing to all of the performers out there. Cause there are some that I'm sure that listen to the show. You're even stupider in, in your uh, attempts to garner praise from a fan, because that's what he is. Dave Meltzer has never been anything more than a fan, because he's never been in the real wrestling business, ever. He's never wrestled once in his life. He's never, ever gotten in a ring and actually performed in any way. He's never booked a show. He's never promoted a show. And you you have held him and his, his critiques of you in such high esteem that you now, that's how you, 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 solely pursue that as as a means of gratification of uh, uh, that he gave you a three and a quarter star match what the, the the scale is so skewed and so screwed up now that now you, his opinion of you is is like it doesn't mean anything anymore because yeah. we just got a three and a quarter star match for a battle royal that people didn't even know what the rules were or how to win it okay and now you're like ooh i got i got you know dave gave me a four star match big deal I mean, it, it, he's he's made his own scale worthless, you know. And yeah. yet, yet we have an entire company that. And why why do I care? Well, I'll tell you why I care. Because one, none of this lives in a bubble. It affects everyone else in the business. And two, why do I care? Because I'd like to actually see AW survive, and I'd like to see it thrive, but you know, conducting business in that manner is not, and, and continuing to conduct business in the way that they are, is, is going to make that very difficult. We're going to see yet another attempt on a national scale uh, fail, you know, and it's only going to strengthen and embolden WWE and its supporters uh, that much more uh, in its, and it's going to become that much more of a monopoly in wrestling. The only thing that prevents Vince from being, uh, you know, the government going after him as far as a monopoly is concerned is because he was smart enough to call it sports entertainment because that's why he does, you know, that's why he did that. Yeah. He yeah. called it sports entertainment because the NFL, uh, back in the seventies went, you know, in court and said, we don't, we're not in the business of sports. We're in the business of sports entertainment Yeah. now. And now, and the NBA has done so. Major League Baseball, etc. So now Vince can say we're not we're not wrestling, we're sports entertainment, which means we have competition. Yeah, you know what I mean. We're not competing yeah. with other wrestling companies. We're competing with other sports entertainment companies, and that's why he did it. And that's why he calls them sports entertainers, not wrestlers. Yeah. You know. So when you hear people rail against that, I mean, it's a smart business move on his part. You know, now it prevents the you know anyone from taking him up on you know monopoly charges, but. Quite honestly, if we we don't find a way to, you know, get AEW in the right direction, you know, if they well, if they don't find a way, it's not my not my circus, not my monkeys. Then ultimately, what's going to happen is, is if if this project, this company fails, then for television executives, they're going to go well. You know, there's just no way to compete, or you know, uh, or 
you know, offer an alternative to WWE, we're, we're not even going to attempt to try anymore. Yeah. You, you had, you had WCW, it went under, you had impact. It's, you know what I mean? It's still around, but let's face it. It's not a factor anymore. You know, now you've got this. You, at some point, television executives are going to go, brother, it's not even worth the attempt. You know, yeah. you know we're not going to win. We're, yeah. we're, we're not going to have a viable product. Yeah. You know, WWE is just going to march on. And that's yeah. why, yeah. you know, um, it is a topic of conversation. And it, that's why, you know, I, I go into such depth and detail as far as my opinion and critiques of it are. It's all centered out of my desire and hope that, you know, they'll, and, you know, we, you know, but they're going to do what they're going to do. I mean, hey, listen, uh, Al, I got uh, Dave's on the phone. He wants to make a comment on what you just said. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, go right ahead. Okay. Well, best Iron Man match has ever had that's ever been. Okay. All right, Jeff, what else you have? Do you have something else for us? Give Al something else, man, to sink his teeth into. Bro. It's just, just great stuff. I want to read you this quote that Tony Khan had with Sports Illustrated. He was talking about doing Forbidden Door again this year with AEW in New Japan. And he said last year's Forbidden Door was a challenging time with a number of injuries and travel obstacles, and we were able to come together to put together the best event of the year in wrestling. This year's Forbidden Door will be the best event either company has ever participated in. I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, all right, if I'm New Japan, this guy's out there saying the best event we will ever participate in is his event. Yeah, Like, I, I would take that as an insult. I, I mean, we had a quote a couple years ago where he kind of said something similar about Billy Corgan and NWA, and I was like, if I was Billy Corgan, like, I would tell this guy to F off. If I was New yeah. Japan and I'm hearing this, is this not insulting? It is insulting because it's it's what it's minimizing New Japan and saying that the, the reason that New Japan is going to be, L, is is you know, going to be in part of such a best event is because of, his company and AEW are going to facilitate and elevate new Japan to higher levels than what they've ever been. Yeah. That's insulting. That's, that's uh, Al, Dave, Al. Dave would like to counter that, please. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead, Dave. They are going to see blow your mind wrestling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, they, they're going to see blow your mind wrestling. Blow your mind wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> 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 maybe at this, maybe at this event, this door event, maybe that that's where we'll we'll see the uh, you know the holy grail, the seven star match that you know you know he's not done that, but when he does, it'll it'll be great for business. So, yeah. all right, all right, Jeff, what what else we got for out today? Well, you can add Kurt Angle to the list of wrestlers who are having some criticisms about today's product on one of the recent episodes. What, what, would, what would Kurt Angle know about wrestling? Yeah, what would he I, I mean, come on. Who's he ever beat out? <laughs> what, you know, what, what would Kurt Angle know about? Well, what does Kurt Angle bring to the table? Yeah, what's he bring to the table talking, Kurt talking about wrestling? Go yeah. ahead, Jeff. Let's, let's humor yeah. Kurt. Go ahead. So I'm one of the won a gold medal in that worked Olympics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I broke my neck. Wow. Wow. You're such a mark. I mean, yeah. 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 I right, go ahead. What's 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 Kurt have to say? So this was from on one of the most recent episodes of his podcast. He said, "Pro wrestling today is a lot different. It's a lot more high action, a little more high flying, a lot of acrobatics. They do less selling and less storytelling." I just think that pro wrestling and these guys should go back to the way it was. Start doing some chain wrestling and certain techniques to make it basic because that's the art of the sport. It's telling the story. 
having the good guy out wrestle the bad guy at the beginning, then having the bad guy cut the good guy down and get heat on him, and then have the good guy make the comeback and you have the finish. Does the bad guy cheat and win, or does the good guy overcome and win? These are simple ways of doing it, and the thing is, now we got complicated. You don't know who the baby face or the heel is. Well, there are no heels. I mean, literally, there are no heels in the wrestling business. None. We have no we have no antagonists. And and I don't care how you tell a story, okay? Let's face it, two things. And, and it doesn't matter if it's AEW, you know, once in a while in WWE, all right, uh, you, you get this, but not very often anymore. Certainly not. Uh, you know, uh, oh, and, uh, we'll, and I'll go, I'll point, you know, WWE is not absolved from the stupidity like the, it is in AEW. I mean, we're just talking about Tony Khan and bringing back CM Punk. We now, like you brought up Gunther in a six-man match with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first time in ages, I watched uh, Raw. And one, how much of a lack of creativity can you have? Oh, yeah. No, like there's absolutely. Yeah. Every match, almost every match was set up by the wrestlers themselves. Yep. Literally, and it was always, you know, uh, the main event was set up by the wrestlers themselves between uh, Seth Rollins and uh, I can't Damian, remember. Damien Priest. Damien Priest. They just out, you know, in a yep. in ring and, uh, you know, I don't like you. I don't like you. Let's wrestle later. Okay. And then, you know, right after that, you got, you know, Gunther and his two guys walking down the hallway. There's Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens talking in a, in a backstage vignette. And then, you know, they walk up and Luther, you know, they insult Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens gets angry and goes, let's go to the ring. And they just have a match. Well, Al, here was, here was the biggest insult. And, and I pointed this out. People, people, bro, people don't see what I see because it doesn't matter anymore. The people watching WWE, you can feed them anything. It doesn't matter. But the, the one thing that got me, the one that thing that got me, Al, is, you you had Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler with these two new girls from NXT, but here here's what happened. So so Jeff, the two next girls, the two new NXT girls are challenging them to a match, and Ronda Rousey says, "Okay, I'm gonna go to Adam Pierce's office. I'm gonna have a conversation with Pierce. I'm gonna tell him that you guys have a death wish, and we'll see if we can have a match tonight." Al. Next second. Five seconds later, they're walking through the curtain. Yeah, I know. It's like Jeff, five seconds later, I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. I thought you were going to go talk to Adam. Five, they don't give a shit about three anything. Four, three or four segments later, we have the match. No, nothing like that. It was No, just like, five yeah. seconds later, they're through the right. curtain. And I'm like, does anybody care about anything anymore? And look, I, uh, you, you clearly, I feel sorry for those two new girls from NXT. Oh, my they, God. She, she called the munchkins. Well, no, and I don't they beat him. I don't care about that. I care about the fact that you, clearly they have no plans for him because they literally already fed him to Shayna Baszler and, and to uh, Ronda Rousey. Right. To, you know, it was like almost like, well, we ain't got nobody for Ronda and Shayna to work with. Oh, let's put these two new girls in there. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, we'll, didn't even we'll, wrap them in light bulbs. Yeah, I know. Didn't even wrap them in light bulbs, Al. There was no large dildo. I mean, <laughs> Where's the dildo work? You know what I mean? Where's the dildo work? Um, well, you're, you're right, Al. This was their premiere on the show. I know. 
Yeah. And, uh, uh, but again, you. Uh, my point, my original point was this, okay? If you are wanting to tell a story, you write it out, uh, you do a screenplay, you do a, a stage, you know, uh, you do a play, you do, uh, uh, doesn't matter, you write a book. The, here are the elements of telling a story. And there are no stories being told in wrestling, period, none. And the reason they're not is because of the fact that, one, you have to have a protagonist, a babyface. You have to have a hero that the audience can live vicariously through, that they can identify with, and they can be taken on, feel like they're a part of the journey, they're part of, they're all going to overcome the challenge, whatever it is. You have to have an antagonist. You have to have a heel. You have to have, if it's, it, it can even be an object. It can be the mountain that the guy has to, uh, that the person has to climb. It has to be some goal that they have to reach. But you have to have an antagonist. You have to. In order for a story to be told, you have to have those two elements. Then you have to have a context. What, what, what is it, to- how, what world is it being told in? What's at stake? Is you know if the hero survives and wins, what does he? What is what have they have achieved? If they lose, what's the consequence of it? You have to have the, the 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 there has to be gravity within the context to be able to tell the story. Meaning there has to be a gimmick that you're selling. Do you understand? The gimmick in wrestling is that it's all about the win and the loss. Okay, we have made that. The performers today have literally made that irrelevant. There are no antagonists at all, none whatsoever. No antagonists. There are no protagonists because there's no one that you know who they are to the point where you can relate to them and identify with them and therefore want to live vicariously through them. They are now nondescript athletes that simply go to the ring and are interchangeable even based on their performance of their moves, because everyone does everyone's moves now. No one has a certain specialty that only they could do and do well. Now, everybody does everybody's stuff. You know, big guys could do, can do dives, and they can do drop kicks, and they can fly, you know, just as well as the little guys. Well, what makes the little guys special if the guy that's six foot five is out there doing the same thing? You know, what... Petey, when Petey Williams did the Canadian Destroyer, was the only one that did it, and he did it, and it was a finish. Now, everybody's doing it. I watched yeah. Dr. Rhodes do it on Sammy Guevara on the ring apron one night, you know? And you know, you know what? The, just to back up Al's point, 1,000%. And, Al, if you watched Raw, you know what I'm talking about. I, I swear, th- this is exactly what Al is talking about. They had a spot in the show where Nakamura is a baby face and Bronson Reed is a heel. But to to what Al just said, even though Nakamura is a baby face, bro, there is they have given us no reason whatsoever to cheer for Nakamura and like Nakamura. Wait, hold on, Al. And the they've given us they've given us no reason to not like Bronson Reed and boo Bronson Reed. So Jeff, what happens? The heel comes down with a big splash on Nakamura, okay? Bro, what do the fans start chanting? 
one more time. That's the heel, bro, because they've given us no reason to cheer the baby face and boo the heel. They haven't. Let's make it clear. The talent haven't. Yes, yes. The talent yes. literally have given us nothing. Yes, yes. No re- no identification, no understanding, no motivation, no nothing. We cannot relate to anything. And, you know, back to my, uh, you know, as inept of a handling of CM Punk's debut, the handling of Gunther is just as bad. Yes. Just sinful. Here's a guy. That literally you could have work with guys like Brock and et cetera and draw money. You could. You got him out there with Kevin Owens going 50 50. Yep. Uh, you know, and I'm not taking anything away from Kevin Owens. Right. right. We're not gonna Kevin Owens working with Brock Lesnar now. We're going to see Gunther work with Brock Lesnar now, but he ain't going to draw the money now. And, and I, I used to say this all the time back in Impact you can't get anyone over or get anyone heat if you're constantly trying to protect everyone. And that's what they're doing. Literally, in these matches, it's all 50-50. No one takes. It's no, It's never 70-30, 80-20, 90-10. It's always 50-50. Everybody gets their shit. And, and no one gets to be made to look weak. And the second that you take a finish, okay, the second you take a finish, you don't lay there and sell and put over the finish. God, no. You got to be getting right back up and acting like nothing happened. You know, I get it. You know, you take a finish, you're down for just three seconds. But, hey, when you're getting up, you should still be getting up, like, selling and shaking it off. Not like, well, I'm fine. Nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing is getting over because they're not putting anyone or anything over. They're all now doing everything out of a place of ego and not business. And I I think you could not be more wrong because at some point – that audience is going to continue to drop further and further because they're not being given what it is that they've tuned in to see. They're tuning in. An audience still wants to desperately believe in that world. It's no different than when you buy a ticket to go see a movie and then you go sit down in the movie theater. You're wanting to be able to literally forget the world that you're in right now and be taken into that world that's on the screen and, and, get caught up in the story. Well, the same goes with wrestling. That's never changed. What has changed is the lack of understanding of how to perform that very act to allow an audience to genuinely believe and become emotionally invested in something. Now it's all about the athleticism. It's all about the moves, which breed this constant evolution of attempts to outdo each other and further increase the risk of injury and death. I mean, that guy that we saw at the video at the top of the, story, uh, of the show could have legitimately died from the dildo. No, the guy with the bump on. The oh, ring. okay. I was I was a little confused. Yeah, we saw well, a lot of clips, Al. I'm sorry. An impacted anus. You know what I mean? Could've, hey, Jeff, could've can you make a thing. note? Can you make a note next week? Because I know how Je- Jeff's got rules. Can yeah. we play the Meltzer? Uh, I think it was a tweet about the evolution. Remember the? I think I think it was with a Rip Rogers. I think yeah. he mentioned. Can you make a note? Al will love that, bro. Can't wait. Yeah, I will love. It. All right, so you're, you're saying? Okay, so it's not the dildo spot. The other spot. It was the spot on the ring apron. Okay. Okay. That guy could have died. Yeah. 
Absolutely. We could have died. Yeah. You know, but we are, we are constantly raising the bar as far as the physicality of things and taking greater and greater risks to elicit some kind of a response that we could have easily, and we don't, we don't get a real genuine emotional response. We just get a a fireworks response. You know what I mean? Yes. Ooh, ah, holy shit. What happens when they stop booing and ahhing because they saw it all? Then what? Then what do we do? It's coming. It's coming. Hey, Jeff, can we at least... I don't want to be a fatalist, but I promise you, okay, and I've brought this up in the past, back in 1961, remember in Kabinsky Park, you know, 38,000 people, Buddy Rogers, Pat O'Connor, Friday night, Saturday night, 43,000 people, roller derby. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Because it ceased giving the audience what they paid to see. Guess what's going to happen to professional wrestling? It's going to be the same thing. I promise you. Jeff, can we at least, uh, can, can, can I give out something that I don't think is very pertinent uh, to castrating the marks? What? Can we at least, can we show out the Tony Khan poodle comparison? <laughs> can, can we at least, can we give him that? Me, I mean, like Al's that. been very good today. We got to bonus him. I, I got a bonus, Al, with, 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 with these gems yeah. today. You gotta, you gotta help me out here, man. All right, now we're gonna throw something. I'm gonna the next week. You're gonna hear. You're gonna Melts is gonna explain to you the uh, evolution of professional wrestling. I can't wait to hear yeah. that. And then we wait, Jeff show him by his wisdom and his insight into something you've never done. Now, Jeff, do it with the isolation. I like you know, do it with the one, and then and then break it down for Al, like like a Madden used to do with the uh, in the NFL. Go ahead, Jeff. All right, yeah. Well, this was his uh, his twin. Okay, this is this is this is Tony Khan and his twin. Are you Al, are you ready for this? I'm a man, I'm on pins and needles. All right, here's Tony Khan and his twin. <laughs> We're gonna break it down oh, now now break it down even more like John Madden used to do, Jeff. Yeah, well, yeah, because I'm like I, I can see it. The ears are, are you know a little a little different. So a little different the ears. When yeah. you when you remove the ears, you can you really remove, yeah. really see the similarities uh, between okay. the two. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You see it, Al? Are, are you seeing it? Now, yeah. Al, here's the question. Al, here's the question. Could the poodle Al, could the poodle book CM Punk's return better than Tony Khan? Uh, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, because this Tony really dropped the ball on this one, so, yeah. You see the comparison, Al, in the head styles? I love it. It's man, he's he's cutting edge and didn't even realize it. <laughs> All right, Al. What I love is the go- fact that you could take his hair like a topiary, like a bush, and you could sit there <laughs> and it's a little animal. You know. All right, Al. Al, what is going on in your world, man? Well, uh, we of course it's TV day, so um, OVW is live tonight on Fight TV around the nation, around the world. And uh, it's from 7 o'clock to 9 p.m. Eastern. And now let me tell you, you're going to be screwed for tonight's show. Why you're going to be screwed, Al. I hate to break the news to you. You're going to be screwed. Ow. That phone call you ignored before, that was the lighting company. They're not sure where to deliver the light bulbs. So now you're going to have to, you're going to, have to take that spot off the show, man. Well, but I'll... It's gonna be. It's gonna be that I'm gonna have one of the boys take one of those big bumps on the apron then, because. 
The people aren't walking out of here, I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, I'll go ahead. It's a TV if, day. If we can't use the light tubes, man, somebody's going to have to take a bump and die. Or the dildo. Yeah, give, or a cho- the, give them a choice. They can, they can take the large dildo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it wrecked them. Damn near killed them. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, if uh, it's... We're on uh, several national networks. We're on YTA. We're on the Action Channel. We're on Next Level Sports, uh, the Lily Network, the RC, RCW, RCN Network, uh, Game Plus. We're in 100 million homes mm. across the country into Puerto Rico, Guam, Virgin Islands, Bahamas, and Canada. So um, if you are interested, you can find us in just about anywhere. You can go to ovwrestling.com to find out more information. If you're wanting to become a professional wrestler, first, seek psychological help. Then, once that's been done and you've checked out and they found out that you are completely insane and clearly emotionally broken, welcome to this world because you're going to fit right in. Um, And you'll probably excel. The more emotionally broken you are, the better you'll do. Uh, If you're a little bit stable and you know, have some common sense. Trust me, this is not the business you want to be in. Uh, if you're interested in doing that, you can attend OVW Academy. Go to ovwacademy.com. It is the only accredited by the State Office of Proprietary Education as a trade school for sports entertainment, professional wrestling, and broadcasting. Yes, we'll teach you how to ride, wrap yourself up in light tubes and perform. <laughs> Set your asshole on fire. Attack another man with a large dildo and a pump. Potentially cripple yourself on the ring apron. Wait, now, hold on. You got to be careful. What happens if somebody's just tuning into this show now and they're listening to this stuff and, oh, my God, I want to go sign up, and then they come? What what are we going to do? Well, they're going to be disappointed because (laughs) (laughs) they are going to be severely disappointed. But we will teach you how to put your hands in your pants because that's <laughs> that 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 just man that that'll get you a that'll get you the elusive seven star on a five star rated match. Al, listen, you gotta admit, did you light the light bulbs like just a little? Just oh, a little. I love it. I love, I it. love the light. I love the light bulbs. Hey, listen, I love all that idiocy. Uh, <laughs> I do because it's just ridiculous. I, I don't rail against it. I mean, I do when I point out the negatives to it, but, you know, I got to give them credit. I mean, I would have never have thought, hey, I know what to do. Wrap myself in light tubes and I'll shoot. And I, I can't just jump off the top rope and splash the guy. No, I need him to sit in a chair. <laughs> I can hey. literally rebound off of him so it can potentially hurt me even more. I, you know. Al, you know the old if I would have known then what I what I know now? Oh, they're gonna have a they're gonna have a fucking list. Let you know what I would have done? You know what I would have done? I would have wrapped the uh, I would have wrapped the dogs in uh, light bulbs in the Hen- kennel from hell match. What boy? That would have been a fa- that would have been a fail safe. That would have been a fail safe. Not miss the boat on that. Right. Yes, that would have been a fail safe, bro. They, if if they don't attack out, at least they're going to be covered in light bulbs. Wrapped in light tubes. Yeah. <laughs> you smell that? I smell money, right? Yes, there. we missed it. All right, go ahead, Al. What else is going on? Wrap pepper in light tubes. <laughs> All right, what else? What else is going wasn't on? Very big, so yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we could all oh, the things we could have. I mean, think about it. You know, if Steve Austin had pulled in with the beer truck and the in the uh, um, 
corporate ministry were in the ring and, you know, you wrap vents in light tubes so that when he gets sprayed with beer, he's bumping on the light tubes. I mean, go ahead. What else is going different on? angles we could have come up with that could have just improved everything. The night that Sable pulled off her robe and she just had handprints. What if she'd had light tubes covering her? <laughs> that would have, that would have killed it. I don't think that would have worked in that spot. That was, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Way over. Uh, anyways, uh, if you're wanting to follow me on social media, you can follow me at the real Al snow, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. you name it. I'm on it. And, uh, and we can have delightful conversations about the use of light tubes other than just illumination. I mean, here all these years, <laughs> like a fool, I thought you just use light tubes to light up your home. And I did no, not realize no. the multitude of uses that you could have. Replace the ropes with light tubes. Oh my God. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll go ahead. Now. What about the, uh, what about the only accredited school? So we're not going to, what about social media? Uh, the real Al Snow, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, it, we're now coming out with um, uh, the next Adventures of Al Snow and Head with Tommy Dreamer and Scotty Tuhati. Those will be out very soon. You go to brokeniconcomics.com. You can get more information there on the comic books. Uh, if you are, let me think here, my book is Amazon.com, Self-Help, Life Lessons from the Bizarre Career of Al Snow. There are no chapters in there on the use of light tubes, but uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of adding a compendium of do-it-yourself tricks to really add excitement and spice to wrestling matches. So, um, you know, like setting your face on fire, you know, weed whacker to the crotch, uh, you know, and then the always popular roll yourself up in light tubes, electrical tape, and then jump off on some. <laughs> Good tube work. Tube work. You know, and, uh, if you're really bored, have a referee set your pants on fire as another man has you above his head and throw you short of the table so you hit the floor and skid, and then people are confused about how to put you out because you're still ablaze. <laughs> Bro, you know what the amazing thing is that I don't think we even realize? How we have clips like this every week. I know. It's not like this. What, what a month. Okay, what a month. <laughs> no, bro. It's a cornucopia of fucking genius. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't thank these people enough. I really can't. Oh, I'm encouraging you. Please continue. Keep doing this stuff. Please. I mean, it just, you know, it, it, it's, it doesn't really entertain the audience that much, but it certainly does us. Oh so. God. Yes. Al, what about show? We got any shows lined up yet? Uh, no comedy shows yet. Uh, working on those. Uh, we'll get those out very soon. Um, continue to do the stand up tour. Um, working on actually, uh, we filmed at Zany's, uh, the show there and, uh, are working on, uh, a talking to a streaming platform, um, about uh, airing uh, the comedy as a comedy special. Oh, that's awesome, bro. Good for you, yeah. man. That's awesome. What yeah. about, how's the move? Did you wrap the movie yet? No, I've got to go back. Uh, we've got three more days of shooting at the end of June that I'm going to uh, going to do. So Very nice. Yeah. yeah um, um, and we're, you know, I'm here now working on a production um, here at the arena with uh, the uh, wrestlers, the female wrestlers, the actresses. Um, that are going to be in the Queen of the Ring. It's the Mildred Burke story. So um, it you know looks like it's going to be really, really a good. good That's movie. awesome, man. Yeah. The Great Al Snow has it. Uh, 
going on, man. Al, thank yeah. you once again for the words of wisdom, my friend. Thank you. I can't wait till tonight. We're going to, you know, want me. Anybody tune in, you might see somebody wrapped in light tubes doing something. <laughs> All right. Say goodbye, Al. Bye. <laughs> bro, it is it's it's unbelievable to think about Jeff. It's like, okay, bro, if we got one clip a month, okay. If we got one clip a week, okay. Jeff, four clips. <laughs> like, do you know how insane that is? I even got more that was like garbage backyard wrestling, which I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use those because no, 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 <laughs> the, no. You the point use, is yeah, yeah. actual wrestling events, people doing this stupidity. People paying money to see. Yeah, and we used to only see that in those stupid backyard clips. Yeah, but now man. every week yeah. we're getting them from ticket sales, actual wrestling events. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jeff, what's going on in your world? Not too much, but uh, we got a lot going on on Patreon. You can check yeah. it out, patreon.com slash Russo, TWC, Master Shoot Theater, Going Strong, as always. Just incredible reviews, AEW with John Paz. We got Disco. We got EC3. We do Look Mom, where we focus in on specific marks every week. Vic Venom on Truth With Consequences, bonus shows. I'm probably missing some things. Patreon.com slash Russo, TWC. Yeah. Yeah, guys, check that out, man. If you like Russo's brand, you will like Patreon, bro. And we start Patreon, bro, at like 75 cents a week. So check it out, bro. Patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC for me and Jeff. We'll see you next week. And out.